Hi, I'm Garrett Hill, and you're listening to Life Students Podcast. Here we develop young leaders and guide them to their purpose. Life Students Podcast was formed out of a need for connection in a world saturated with negative content. It is our goal to create a safe place for young people to both have fun and hear the voice of God. Whether you are a member of Life Students or you just found this podcast, we hope that this encourages and empowers you to move forward with your walk with God. Hi, you're listening to episode nine of Life Students Podcast, and I'm excited about this podcast. Um, It's been something I've been reading, I've been researching on, and I just want to kind of give you my heart today. Um, Make sure that you guys stay tuned because next week we are going to be having uh, evangelist Winston Taylor Fish on the show with us uh, next week and it's going to be posted on Monday morning, five o'clock, just like we always do. Um, I'm super excited about that because we're going to be finding out what steps he took to become who he is today, you know, and uh, we're going to find out how he got there and we can learn from that and apply that to our lives. Um, But anyway, I don't want to get too into it because I'm super excited and I know you guys are too. And I want y'all to uh, just keep keep on listening, keep on uh, sharing this, um, and let your aunts, uncles, and dogs know, you know. Um, so anyway, we're going to go ahead and get into this. Um, so everybody knows about the Israelites, and whenever they were in captivity of Egypt, you know, and they were, they were slaves, and they had to work really hard, and they're the they're probably the the people that um, built the pyramids that everybody thinks that aliens built, but they did it, or somebody did it, and I think they did. But you know, there's no aliens. <laughs> there's no aliens that built the pyramids. But um, anyways, the Israelites were there for um, 430 years. 430 years they were slaves in Egypt. But they weren't always slaves. They they lived there. They owned their own their own houses, their own cattle. They owned their own things, and they did their own things. And we'll we'll start back at Jacob. You know, Jacob had twelve sons. You know, the which are the twelve tribes of Israel, which he was named Israel after he wrestled with that angel. Everybody knows this story. And he had Joseph, and Joseph was his. Uh, favorite son and he gave him a coat of many colors and Joseph had a vision had a dream that his all of his brothers were going to be bowing down to him as a leader so Joseph was basically saying to his older brothers like hey one day you know I'm young I'm younger than all of y'all y'all have more experience than me but y'all are going to bow down to me and they didn't like that they they didn't like that he was the favorite. They didn't like that he was that guy, you know, you know, like, hey, uh, y'all going to bow down to me one day, you know, y'all, y'all be bullying me and giving me swirlies in the toilet. No, nah, you're going to bow down to me, you know, but so they what they did was is they took him and they sold him into slavery and took his coat of many colors, dipped it in blood, gave it to his his father, Jacob, and um Jacob thought he was dead. So 
and then Joseph goes through all these trials. He goes and uh, he gets moved up, and then he gets dropped down. Then he goes to prison, and then he rises out of prison to tell the Pharaoh at the time. Uh, he interprets his dream, and the dream was um, about seven years of plentiful growth and then seven years of famine. And the seven years, basically plentiful growth, they were they had a really good harvest season, and they were able to grow a lot of crops, and they were able to store it up for seven years. And then in the famine season, basically nothing was growing. You know, that green thumb that they had, they lost it. They lost their green thumb. Whoever the gardeners were, were not gardening correctly. They weren't getting enough crops. They weren't getting enough food for, for the country, you know. And so Joseph was in charge of all of that. So he stored up seven years worth of food. And then they were good for the next seven years, the seven years of famine. And he was he was basically the dude in Egypt. He was the dude because he had, he had food, man. He was the guy that people went to talk to about getting their Big Mac. You know, they, they went through the drive-thru and he had to say yes or no to them. So he had power in Egypt. He was, a, he was the man. So anyways... Jacob, his father, sent his sons, excluding Benjamin, he sent his sons to Egypt to go get some food, um, and they and when Joseph saw his brothers come in there and ask for for food, he pretended that he was just some Egypt guy. I could just say Egyptian, you know, not Egypt guy. But anyways, he. He didn't let them know that he was their brother and that they were still, they were actually fulfilling the prophecy of bowing down to him. And anyways, it was, it's a long story. They go back and forth and then they eventually find out, find out that that is his brother. So his whole family comes, moves over there. And then the rest of Israel, the rest of the people come and move into Egypt. And then later on, uh, there's a new Pharaoh that comes up and this new Pharaoh looks at all the Israelites and is like, hmm, these guys would be great for building stuff. <laughs> They'd be great for building my pyramid that I've always wanted. So they would bring, they, they, they turned these Israelites into slaves. And whenever they turned them into slaves, they, they, they just, they lost a little bit of their stuff. But you know what? They got routine and they got work. You know, every day they'd wake up and they'd have to go straight to work. And they knew this. They they expected this. They knew that this was going to happen. So bring it, bring it back to this. So then Moses comes into the picture. And Moses is trying to get the people out of there because God heard their cry. Because they're crying, you know, Lord, save us. Lord, help us. Lord, take us out of this situation. And God heard their prayers. So God sent Moses down to uh, pull the people out of Egypt. And you know what? The Pharaoh was like, no, man, these guys are doing some good work around here. You know, I ain't giving up my slaves. I mean, there was a lot of people. There was a lot of Israelites. They were there for 430 years. So they multiplied, you know, and so they he didn't want to let them go. And so there was a lot of tests and trials and everything, blah, blah, blah. And eventually everybody knows this that they 
split the Red Sea, and then they all walked across, and then the water collapsed onto the Egyptians that were following them out. After they already said, let them go, you know, they said, let them go, and then they chased them. And then God was like, no, sir, these are my people. And then, like, put the water on top of them, and they, they died uh, because they were trying to take the Israelites back, but they're God's chosen people, so they made it out of their life. So, anyways, these guys make it back. They're out of there. They're, they're rolling. They're doing great. They're like, yes, freedom. But these guys were born in Egypt. These guys were born into slavery. They have never been free. They have been slaves all their lives, okay? So when they got out, they were expecting a manual on how to do things. They were expecting for Moses to be like, okay, this is what you do. This is how things roll. This is what you do. Um, Follow this. This is what you do today. This is what you do tomorrow. This is what you do the next day. Because that's what they were told. They were told every day what to do. They were told every day that, you know, it's time to put this brick on this brick and put that brick on that brick. You know, they were they were very they were very good workers and they did their job that they were assigned. But now they're having to trust in God and they're having to rely on God to show them to where they need to go. Yes, they prayed. Yes, they believed in God. Yes, they be- they were they were Israelites. They were the Israelites, but they have never not been slaves so they're continually wanting to go back to egypt because they don't they don't like just trusting in god you know they they prayed to get out but they're like you know what we made a mistake um i like my routine i want to stay in my routine and i want to stay in the same spot and they wanted to go back because there was a sense of security being back there you know I mean, I I love routine. I love waking up every morning, making my coffee, getting my lunch together, going to work, taking my lunch break at 12 o'clock, ending my lunch break at 12.30, getting off at 5.30, come back home, do some stuff around the house, go to sleep, and repeat, repeat the process. I am a planner. Man, I love to plan. And if I don't have a plan, I'm freaking out because I don't know what to do. So... And I'd imagine that's how they are because they, they've lived their life in routine. They've lived their life knowing what they're going to do the next day, knowing what they're going to do uh, a week from now, knowing what they're going to do a month from now. Yes, it was hard work. Yeah, they were slaves, but they actually had it pretty good there. You know, they, they got whipped occasionally. But you know what? If they did their work, if they did an, did an honest day's work, they would go home and go to sleep. And it started all over the next day. It was tough work. Yeah, it was. But they knew what they were doing day in, day out. So that's why they were constantly wanting to go back to Egypt. That's why they were constantly wanting to go back to that routine. And that's honestly, that fits really well with what we do. You know, because we as we as human beings, as, chi- as children of God, we desire routine. We desire to know what we're doing. We need we we as human beings, we want to know what's going on, you know. We don't like to just trust in something. You know, we don't like to 
hand out trust. We want to know the facts. We want to know what's going on. And that's why the Israelites were wanting to go back. Because they knew what was happening. They knew what they were doing. But whenever they left, they just had to trust in God. They've never had to do that before. They've never had to trust that God was going to pull them and guide them and push them in the direction where they should go. And they they paid consequences for doing stuff like that and not actually trusting in the Lord. And that's why sometimes we fall back into the same sin over and over and over again. Because you as a human being desire routine. You know, I know there's some people that say, no, I only want spontaneous interaction and spontaneous stuff, you know, but, you know, deep down inside, we want a sense of security. And sin offers a sense of of security because you know what's going to happen the next day. Sin. You know what's going to happen two weeks from now. Sin. But whenever you sit down and you realize that you are a slave to sin, that you're not the master of sin, then you're you're in a bad spot and you desire to leave sin. And then it becomes this vicious cycle of you living for God and you're like, what do I do next? And then you're like, oh wait, sin was fun for a little while. You know, it is fun for a little while. So I'm going to go do that again. And then you go go back to sin and then you become a slave to sin again and you're like, Oh God, what did I do? It's this vicious cycle of going back and then back and it's a back and forth thing. You're getting slammed from one side to the other, you know, and it is better for you to just live for God. Yeah, sometimes God tests you. God tests your patience. God tests you as an individual and tries to find out what exactly your limits are. What are you going to do if God backs up for a little while and just watches you? What are you going to do? Because God's going to test you. And you know what? If you pray for God to move in your world, and you pray that God was going to touch you, then yeah, he's going to touch you. God's going to move in you. God's going to do some great stuff in you. But if you just sit back and just expect it to be laid out in front of you, then it's not going to happen. It's not going to work. You've got to go out there and you've got to reach God. You've got to say, God, I want you to move in me. You know, I don't want to make my own plans. I want you to make my plans, you know, because God wants to be involved in your world. God wants to do some great stuff in you. And a lot of times we want to go back and do the same things that we did before. A lot of times we reminisce way too much on the sins that we used to do. And we're like, you know, it also, it honestly wasn't that bad, you know, and that's, that's just our, that's just our human mentality. That's our flesh the mentality that's saying, you know, honestly, it's really not that bad. You know, I can I can do that, and then Sunday I can come in and repent, you know, or and then Monday I can get right back into the sin, and then go back Wednesday or Tuesday or whenever your midweek service is, and then go back and repent again. You know, that is a very dangerous place to be in because God's not going to continue to just uh, offer offer you. Uh, a clean slate every 
every service. You know, he's not going to keep doing that because you're playing God. And when you're playing God, judgment is around the corner. And I'm not, I'm not trying to be like a scary, this, I'm not trying to be scary, but you can't play with God because God will judge you. You know, if you, if you sit back and you're like, I'm going to sin today, I'm going to sin tomorrow, and then I'm going to go to church and I'm going to repent, and then I'm going to make myself right, and then I'm going to go right back into sin, that is a very dangerous place to be in. You know, yes, we're going to mess up. We're human. Everything that was made by man is subject to fail. And we are, we are subject to fail. But you know what? You know what the difference is between the sinner that comes in and repents and the routine sinner that comes in, comes in and repents is because the sinner that comes in and repents is the person that is saying, I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be the person that I am anymore. And I want to change my world. And I will trust in you, God, to move in me and to use me and to get me out of this mess that I am in. God wants to move in you. God wants to take your, uh, take the throne in your world. But we can't just... God's not going to just do that. You've got to make the first step. You've got to want to love him. That's why he created humanity is because he he has angels up there that are programmed to worship him. You know, they are programmed to follow after him, to follow after his voice. We were created with a free will because he wanted somebody to want to love him, to want to worship him, to want to follow after his guidance, follow after his footsteps. And whenever we whenever we slap him in the face with repenting every service and not doing not pursuing him instead, then he's he's he gets heartbroken over that. He gets heartbroken over that. You know, there was several times in Exodus Whenever the Israelites were saying, oh, it would have been better for us to just stay in his, in Egypt, you know, and I'll never pray to, pray to God again to get us out of there, you know. But it is easier to just hang out and sin and, and live in that routine. Yeah, it's hard on you. It's hard on your body. It's hard on your spirit. It's hard on your mind. But living for God is so much better and so much easier. If you live for God hard it will be easy but if you live for god easy it's going to be hard and that's the simplest that i can put that the the simplest that i can state that so i hope you guys have uh, learned something out of this something to take away from this and make sure that you stay tuned next week because we're going to be interviewing evangelist winston taylor fish and we're going to be finding out exactly how he made his journey to from where he was to where he is now. And I'm excited about what, what we're going to find out. I'm excited about what y'all are going to find out. So make sure that y'all stay tuned. Uh, subscribe, download, do whatever you got to do. And make sure that you share this with somebody because this might be something for someone 
It may not be for you right now, but it may be for you in the future. Because, like I said, all humans are subject to fail. So make sure that you share this with a friend. Uh, share this with a, a parent, with an uncle. Um, bring your dog in. Let your dog listen to it with you. And just continue to live for God as hard as you can. Thank you guys for listening, listening in today. And make sure that you guys stay tuned wherever you listen to podcasts.